Thank you for joining the Shots Aside podcast. We have a one of my favorite episodes that I've been waiting for quite some time for you guys and girls today. Uh, we also have a new guest joining us today with Manny. You can follow him on Instagram if you enjoy his takes at EO underscore Maddie. That's EO underscore M-A-T-T-I, along with a returning guest in Adam. Uh, now that we that we're officially on to the Western Conference, but we get the opportunity to discuss our hometown team, the Minnesota Timberwolves. Before we start, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shots Aside. We also have a TikTok account at Shots Aside as well. Uh, send us some ideas, questions, or talking points at our Gmail account that we could possibly discuss in our future uh, episodes at shotsaside at gmail.com. With that being said, let's jump into our roster and then our Minnesota Timberwolves breakdown. Uh, so with the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, additions onto their team, uh, adding Rudy Gobert in a trade, we'll talk about that later, CJ Ellerby from Portland, Kyle Anderson from Memphis, Brandon Forbes from Denver, Austin Rivers as well from Denver, Eric Pascal we got from Utah, uh, and then our rookies are Wendell Moore, who we got with 26th pick. Josh Minot with the 45th pick in this second round. And then A.J. Lawson, who's an undrafted rookie. Subtractions for this team. We lost Malik Beasley, Patrick Beverly, uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Leandro Balmaro, all in that Rudy Gobert trade. So uh, tough to see them leave. Uh, we are also losing Jake Lehman to free agency, Greg Monroe. Joshua Kogi went to Phoenix and McKenzie Wright. So roster as it stands, point guard position, you got D'Angelo Russell, Jordan McLaughlin, Jalen Noel. At shooting guard position, you got Anthony Edwards, Brent Forbes, Austin Rivers, and Wendell Moore. At the small forward position, you got Jaden McDaniels, Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince, and A.J. Lawson. Power forward, Cat is going to be moving to the power forward with Rudy at the center. Josh Minot will be a backup power forward along with C.J. Ellerby and Eric Pascal. Center backups are going to be Nas Reed and Nathan Knight. Um, so with that roster being said, let's jump right into the podcast with the guys. All right, welcome in, guys. Um, like I said in the intro, um, we got Manny in here today. Manny, how you doing? I'm doing good, Alex. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, no problem. Adam, good to have you in on another episode. Yep, once again. Here we go. So looking at the Timberwolves, uh, really excited about this episode that we got going on today. I mean, they finished with a 46-36 record last year, which was 7th in the Western Conference, 32-20 and 20 in the Conference. Uh, 12 and four in the division, which is pretty good for um, how good their, uh, I should say decent, their division is. Um, 26 and 15. I know me and Adam went to a bunch of uh, home games this year. I think we went uh, 12 and one at home games. So uh, they definitely played better at home than they did away games. Um, yeah, if only we uh, went to a couple more games, they would have uh, gotten a higher seed there. Right. Um, but, anyways, um, so they ended up losing first round to Memphis in six. Um, what did you guys think? Manny, I want to start with you. What did you think about the uh, Memphis series? I mean, considering that we've only been in the playoffs one time since like 2004 before this year, um, I saw a lot of promise, a lot of hope for the first time in like a really long time. I liked what I saw from Ant 
especially taking over, you know, stepping up his game a little bit from the regular season, especially him being a second-year player. Um, but, like, my biggest concern was that, honestly, I feel like we should have won a good handful of those games. Um, and to lose the Series 4 was, I don't know, kind of upsetting, kind of felt a little frustrating, honestly. Like, we definitely could have been a better team last year, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, we ha- I think we had, like, two or three games where we were winning by, like, double digits in those games and then ended yeah. up choking away. So <laughs> if we just had those Specifically games, in the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. The, right. the rebounding is what really, really killed us. Like, we couldn't get a board at all, it seemed like. Yeah, and maybe that's why we ended up getting uh, Rudy Gobert. So, I mean, uh, we'll talk about the trade right now, but Minnesota got uh, Rudy Gobert in exchange for Pat Bev, Mal- Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, along with uh, Leandro Balmoro, and then draft rights to center Walker Kessler with uh, – I think it was four draft picks, so 2023, 25, 27, 29, and then a pick swap in 2026. Uh, what do you guys think about the trade, though? Because this definitely helps in the rebounding and block category for uh, the Timberwolves, like Adam was talking about. Yeah, and you're right, Alex. It definitely does. Um, definitely one of our biggest weaknesses last year was just our interior defense, and so um, that shores it up for sure. And, and with the team, with the promise we saw last year, I, I like the move that we got to kind of swing big. Um, we got Ant that's young. We got Cat that's been on a contract, just signed the extension and want to keep him happy. We got to strike now while the iron's hot. Um, Player-wise, I'm okay with kind of what we gave up. You know, you give up Pat Bev, you get Rudy Gobert. I think that's at least you're getting a plus defensive-wise there. Um, Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt, sad to see him go. But, again, would rather have Rudy. Um, if, I feel like if anyone, especially Teals fans, are going to have a qualm about this, it's going to be the four picks that we gave up, the four first-round picks going in, like, 20, uh, 2029. Right. But but ultimately, we can't be holding picks hoping that we're going to be, uh, you know, lottery picks in 2029. we got to strike while the iron's hot and see what this team can do uh, when we got these young players that are reaching their prime. No, oh, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, we, we picked up the, the one thing that we needed was just defense and, and, and rebounding. So, I mean, this is, the I think, the first, like, huge trade or – signing that we've made in free agency in, like ever in the, the history of the team so it's about time that we make a you know one of those pushes to be a, a contender for once in minnesota i know we're a small small market team but i mean you gotta give what the fans like want you know yeah i mean manny you mentioned it like the four picks you know might be a big uh swing in this kind of trade that we made um but if you look at our previous draft picks, I mean, besides like our first round or first overall picks, yeah. I mean, we really don't hit on a lot of picks. So we really don't hit on all of them, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, myself as a fan, I get it. I you know, I feel like you got to make the big move. I was saying, you know, trade for Dejounte when you had the opportunity to yep. Rudy. I was also saying, you know, try and get him if you can. Again, I just felt like four picks was maybe a little bit of an overpay, but you got to do that when you want to win. And so I can't fault the, the leadership for saying that we're trying to win now and this is what it's going to take to win. And so I'm all for it. I'm excited to see what the season goes with Rudy and Kat, you know, Twin Towers, kind of like Tim Duncan and uh, David Robinson in the 90s. Maybe not as back, good. Uh, big boy basketball. <laughs> huh? Maybe not as good. But... Hey, I mean, hey, you never know. You know, Kat's still young. Rudy's a pretty good defensive player. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. No, I mean, for me, yeah, the picks are kind of a – you know, I'm a little bit iffy on the picks, but um, Adam, I want to get your take on, you know, some of the players we lost. I'm not, I don't really care about the players we lost besides maybe Patrick Beverly having that 
backup, you know, guard defender. So what do you think about him leaving the Timberwolves after, you know, the fans loved him? Yeah, no, Pat Bev was like our, our spark plug. Like he's kind of what gave like all the, the young players something to play for, you know, and being in like in the playoffs. But that was Patrick Beverly was the one player who I, I wish that we would have kept because we are kind of like short on point guards right now. I mean, you have Jordan McLaughlin, but he's just he's too small. He can't guard. I mean, you can plug and play every now and again, but I think this is going to be a big, big year for Jalen Noel. Honestly, he could he could probably slide into our uh, six man role maybe later down the in the season. Yeah, depending on how he plays. But um, I really like the starting unit that we have, though. I'm guessing it's going to be something along the lines of, like, D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels, uh, Kat, and Rudy Gobert. But um, I think the main thing is going to be um, trying to figure out our defensive game plan because, you know, regular season, it's going to be fine. You know, you can put Rudy Gobert in the paint and just let him do his thing. But, uh, you know, we've seen, it, seen in the playoffs before with the Clippers where they kind of stretched out Rudy Gobert, made it a little bit tougher on, the, on their defense. So, um, Manny, I just want to get your thoughts about how we can kind of fix that or is there a way to fix it? Honestly, maybe I'm an optimistic here, but I'm kind of excited to see how the defense looks this year. Um, you look at this roster, like you mentioned, you got D'Lo at the point guard. You know, historically he's been a pretty bad defender, but honestly he played pretty good team defense last year. Whether that was due to having Pat Bev next to him or not, I guess we'll see pretty early on. But, you know, if he can continue that good team defense at, at the point guard position, we don't need him to be an all-star. If he can play that Steph Curry role in our defense, I'll take it. You know, you got an athletic two-guard with Ant. Honestly, at this point, it's kind of just an effort thing. I think he has that dog in him, and if he wants it, he's going to get it. Jay McDaniels, I'm not really worried about there. And like we mentioned, we got Rudy Gobert holding down the middle. Um, I think the biggest question mark on this defense is Cat. He's always had the ability. He's always had the talent. It's kind of just a matter of, like, you know, can he stay out of foul trouble? Can he not get sloppy when he's frustrated? Um, and, and honestly, in, in the small ball lead that we have right now, can he guard some of these stretch fours? You know, if you're playing the Clippers and you got Kawhi or Paul George at the four, can Cat guard that? Or is it going to be one of these teams now that we're trying to split up minutes at the center with Cat Rudy? Um, again, we'll see what Chris Finch does. I've liked what he's done as a coach in the past year and a half. And so I think he's definitely he's got some ideas in mind that I'm probably not thinking of right now. But I think, yeah, the biggest liability defensively is probably Cat. Um, I don't know, Alex, Adam, what's your thoughts on, on the defense? No, yeah, I, I think moving to cat, moving cat to the, the four is going to benefit our team more than anything because we know that cat can't defend like hardly any fives in the league. Like everyone just bodies, bodies him up and then he just fouls and then he gets in foul trouble and then it screws us later on in the game. So moving him yep. to that four spot is going to benefit our offense and defense like a lot and and you're gonna see cat with a lot more wide open threes and i can honestly see entering that pick and roll with with cat and and go bear so i think that's probably what's gonna propel us further in the playoffs hopefully this next season yeah i mean our team was you know first in pace of play and in points per game so offense isn't really the um, issue for this team but to manny's point like when it comes to cat yeah it's gonna be tough because you know, is he going to be able to guard the players like Kawhi Leonard or some of these, you know, stretch fours? Because, I mean, also Adam pointed out that, you know, Cat's not the best defender. So it's going to be kind of a, you know, a big change for him. And um, 
even last year for defensive wise, I thought we played pretty well. You know, we were top three in steals and blocks. So um, the main thing was turnovers. I think we were top 10 in turnovers at like 14 a game. So uh, if we can cut down the turnovers, I think that's going to help our defense out a lot and just getting back, especially with, you know, bigger players like Cat and um, Gobert at those uh, bigger positions. Yeah, and a lot of that yeah, is inexperience. You know, we have a young team, yeah. like a decently young team. Thing. So, I mean, you give us like, yeah, I mean, last year was our just time to just see what the, the playoffs is like. And now we can move on and we have that experience and we know what to do in certain situations in the playoffs. So we just need to fix and, and then improve our, our game. And, and Adam, I agree completely with what you said there. I think the turnovers are, are the least of my concern. I think as a young team, unfortunately, it's kind of what you expect when you're, you know, in the regular season, especially in the playoffs. I think another year with Ant, Cat getting another year of the playoffs, uh, Jay McDaniel getting his first taste as well, and yet yeah, Rudy, and who's a nice, solid veteran. I, I think the turnovers are going to cut down. I think, you know, I don't think we can get better. I don't think we can be any worse than we were last year. Kind of just a matter of how we play in the Western Conference. You know, it's a deep conference, so... Yeah, I mean, the turnover should get better, too. Adding veterans like Kyle Anderson, Brent Forbes, Austin Rivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, Torian Prince is a, is a pretty good um, older player as well. So um, we did add some good veterans to this team to kind of, you know, maybe shore up some of those turnovers and also help out defense as well. So um, that's what kind of I'm looking forward to next year. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on quick is just, how healthy this team was. I think we had eight players that played 65 plus games last year and Ant, Cat, D'Lo, Jaden McDaniels, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley, Torian Prince, Nas Reed, um, and then three other players that played over 58 games. So um, for you guys, what is the key to like keeping this team healthy for another year so that we can make a playoff push and not have to run into some of the issues that other teams ran into uh, with injury problems? Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, I know us as fans, we're not going to love it, but I'm sure a little bit has to do with load management, even with these young guys, you know, can't be playing 40 plus minutes night in, night out, you know, the games that were kind of upping in the fourth quarter, you got to sit them and trust the bench players and see if they're going to step up or not. So I think that's the biggest thing. Um, I I can't, honestly, a lot of, you know, injuries kind of just luck and we got pretty lucky last year that we weren't able to, or that we didn't have that many injuries and I'm kind of hoping that luck continues. Uh, I think our I'm sure our health staff does a great job of making sure these guys are, are in shape and in good conditioning. And so we can kind of just cross our fingers and hope for the best there along with load management. Uh, what do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, every contending team like needs a good bench because if you don't have a good bench, you're over-exhausting your, your starters throughout the season, throughout the playoffs. So when you have a, a decent, you know, like like the Warriors and like like, like Boston – they have phenomenal benches that can come in and, and replace the starter and continue what, what they're doing through the, through the game. So bench, I mean, stars will get you to the playoffs and get you to the the championship, but the bench is what's really going to like win you championships. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to injuries, though, that's, I mean, it happens to every team. We just got a little bit luckier last year not having to deal with it as much. So um is it going to be the same this year I, who knows i mean injuries are such an on off i think the one thing that will matter though is um this is the first off season in two or three years where it's been a full off season so having that full off season for players to rest up after playoffs and the long regular season i think that's going to benefit 
um, some of these players as well. So hopefully we get um, not only just a healthier season for the Timberwolves, but just a healthier season for the NBA in general. Oh, I agree completely, man. There's a lot of startup players that we're not seeing that we should be. And so I agree with the, with the offseason being a little longer this year. Uh, guys getting back to their normal offseason routines. Yeah, let's just kind of hope that uh, everyone kind of has a healthy season in general, but especially the Wolves. Right. Yeah, and I, I know I, I mentioned some of our additions, but uh, I just wanted to touch base a little bit on our uh, new additions. We had nine new additions to this team. Um, How is that going to impact uh, the cohesiveness this team kind of found last year with you know players like Pat Bev and Vanderbilt uh, and Jaded McDaniels? So I just want to know. I'll just name them off real quick, but uh, we talked about Rudy Gobert, added him to the team. Uh, Brent Forbes, Kyle Anderson, Josh Minot, and uh, Wendell Moore are rookies with A.J. Lawson as well. Uh, he'll probably play more G League, um, though. And then we added uh, Austin Rivers, C.J. Ellaby from the Portland Trailblazers, and Eric Pascoe. Yeah, no, I really, I really like the Kyle Anderson um, pickup. He's, he's a good defender. He can space out the floor. Um, I think that's going to be really good for our, our, um, our reserves there. And then picking up Austin Rivers, like we needed to pick up another guard and he's going to come in and fill that role just like he does with every single team he gets picked up on. And then our rookie, Wendell Moore, I think he, I like his game, but I still, I still don't, I don't know too much about him and what he can bring to the team. So that's what we're going to find out this year about our first round draft pick is where he's going to be in the lineup and how he's going to impact the game. And, and in terms of cohesiveness, man, I think you, you mentioned we added a bunch of guys who um, they're okay with taking a step back. Kyle Anderson was playing, you know, with John, uh, Jaron Jackson in Memphis. And so he's already used to not being the star of the show, kind of a guy that kind of sets the tempo, sets the pace. Maybe a guy that'll kind of help cut down on those turnovers that we were talking about, be a leader for those young guys. You know, you call him slow more for a reason. So kind of calm everyone down. Austin Rivers, he's been around the league, but he's a savvy vet, and he's a good guard, man. I'm excited. He's going to be explosive off the bench, a nice change of pace for us as well. You know, different kind of action than we have with D'Lo. You know, a little bit more explosive, a little bit better defender. And so I think those are two really good additions I like, especially at the price that we got him for. Uh, you look at a guy like Brent Forbes. He's also been in the league for a couple of years, but great shooter. Again, kind of filling that Malik Beasley role that we lost last year. Um, and then in terms of like the rookies, you know, you got Josh Minot played pretty well in the in the summer league. Wendell Moore, kind of like Adam said, he was okay at Duke. Don't really know much about him. He'll probably end up in the G League. But overall, I don't think our cohesiveness as a team is going to change that much. I mean, I think again, everyone that we've added, no, none of them have that big ego. Kind of like you know when we added Jimmy Butler back in 2017. We're not going to change our whole offense, around, <laughs> you know. Uh, so I, th I think you know the guys that we added are guys that are going to fit well into what we already have. And those two big pillars are going to be Ant and Cat. Everything kind of else goes after that. You know, unfortunately, I love D'Lo, but D'Lo's also got to just kind of realize this year it's okay to be the third option and kind of just be the guy that will get those open looks, doesn't got to force anything. So um, cohesiveness might be a little growing pains early on, but I think it's going to be good. I like it. I like the team. I like the oh, roster. Yeah, yeah I, I think that this year is going to be Anthony Edwards, you know, this is my team takeover year. Oh, yeah. Just, Maybe like D Rose VP year kind of thing. I, I mean, that, I, I feel like he's going to take a huge entry. jump. I think he's going to take a huge jump. I mean, I, I can't not see him being an All Star. Like, like the way that this team is built, it's I feel like it's built around Anthony Edwards and what he can do. So especially when you just pick up like Rudy Gobert. 
Yeah, no, I I think it's going to be like in the playoffs. Oh, sorry about it. Yeah. No. Oh no, no, you're good, man. No, just, I agree completely, man. I think he's taken that step forward. He's he already shown that he has. He has arrived, and now it's just a matter of doing it for a full eighty-two games. And you know, I've been watching the little mixtapes or the little workout videos he had. I don't know if you saw the one with Donovan Mitchell last uh, last week and. Uh, yep. The one where he hit like 20 straight threes or whatever in the gym. And it's coming, man. A1 from day one. He, he's going to look good. He's going to he's gonna play really well this year. I'm excited. He wants to be a star. So it's a nice it's a nice welcome in, in Minnesota culture for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, when he says that he thinks he's going to be top five player in the next couple of years, I, I believe him 100%. Yeah, I mean, this is – I think we're turning it over from Carl Anthony Towns' team to Ant's team. But um, I just want to touch base. I mean, I didn't get um, a little bit of time to talk about some of our additions. But, I mean, we talked about Rudy Gobert. He's going to be big presence into our team. Um, I actually really liked what I saw out of Josh Minot and Wendell Moore from the Summer League. Um, maybe so for the first game, just because the first game they both played really well uh, against Denver, which is a team they're going to have to play against a lot if they do end up playing um, in the league and not the G League. But... Um, with this team, how it's already rostered up, I don't see our rookies really getting a lot of time. Um, and I think we made that clear with trades that we made and then also bringing in players like Kyle Anderson, who's going to be a good defender, also can you know score inside and slow down the pace as well. Um, Brent Forbes, another shooter, kind of like Manny said, fit in that uh, Malik Beasley role. Uh, and then Austin Rivers, kind of the same, but you know can guard some of these smaller um point guards too as well he's a pretty good defender so um yeah and then also you know last year the big three for us you know cat ant and delo combined for 64 points last year so i think ant at 21 points if he does want to make that all-star team like adam was mentioning you know he's gonna have to bump that up to around 24 25 points if he doesn't though it's gonna be because the timberwolves are winning a ton of games and they just have to put in a different or another starter besides cat in the all-star game no oh, yeah i mean that's the thing we had a big three last year and now we have a big four this year so yeah you, you take a little bit of points away from delo a little bit from cat and then you give those to to go bear but i can definitely see ant being in that like 25 to 26 points per game range so yeah um i think we're we're set for for next year to uh, have a boom year. Yeah, and then... Yeah, and honestly, if you're going to ask me under Cat or Ant having 25 points a game, I'm going the over, man. Yeah. He showed it in the playoffs. He can do it. I think in the regular season. I'll take the over any day. Even with Cat and D'Lo on the team? I mean, he did it in the playoffs with Cat and D'Lo on the team. He already did it, man. He, I, I mean, know. but like... He, was, he had, what, like 40 in that first playoff yeah. team? Oh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, regular season is a different story, though. I mean, 82 games is a long way to go, and you got to be consistent all 82 games, too, and putting up those monster stats like you did in the playoffs. So um, could you see it happen? Yeah, I mean, we've seen it happen in the playoffs. So I'm not I'm not going against what yeah. you're saying. I'm just saying, you know, regular season is a different animal as well. Oh, yeah. It's longer. It's a grind, but, you know, with – I think you see the time all the time. Players kind of around their third, their fourth year. They're kind of used to the 82 game season. They're used to the traveling all the time, um, and they know what it's like to actually work as a pro in the off season. And so, I think you know we've seen kind of how Ant functions as a as a young 
19, 20 year old, fresh out of college, um, kind of just playing basketball. Right? I think going into his third year, I think he's really ready and, and knows maybe a little bit more how to be a pro. And so I think he's coming into the season with a different mindset, a different preparation. And I think they're going to see the results, man. Uh, you know, I said this before, but like Ant is what we wished Wiggins would be. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah Wiggins, uh, Wiggins got a championship, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah, he, do, he does have a championship. Um, I mean, the big three, we talked about them a little bit. I think uh, one of the big X factors, though, you could see for this Timberwolves team, besides Rudy Gobert, who we just added, is Jaden McDaniels. I loved what I saw out of him, um, not only in the regular season last year, but also playoff time, just guarding some of those um, bigger players, like, um, you know, six foot 10 to six foot seven range. Um, I think he fits in perfectly. Um, adding him another, you know, another season under his belt, I think is going to improve his game, uh, along with Anthony Edwards. So I'm really looking forward to him taking maybe that next step when it comes to, uh, his three point shooting. Cause I mean, if you look at this starting lineup, D'Lo and Ant, I mean, cat, yeah, he can shoot the three. I'm, I'm guessing he's going to sp- spread the floor quite a bit, but if we can get Jaden McDaniels to spread the court even more, especially with Rudy, Rudy Gobert clogging the pain a little bit uh i think it's just going to open up the that uh inside for ant to just be able to kind of do what he did in the playoffs which is drive the ball and and kick um and be a facilitator as well so um i want to see Jaden mcdaniels kind of take that next step what about you guys yeah uh i kind of everything i said for ant i think the same goes for Jaden, and i agree everything that we've seen from regular season last year into the playoffs Honestly, even to the couple of Pro-Am games, I think he dropped like 50-plus points in the Pro-Am game. And I know it's against amateurs, but kind of, again, just seeing that confidence, that assertiveness. I think he's also going to take the next step. He knows how to be a pro. He's working on his strengths. And we don't need him to be an all-NBA player, an all-star. We need him to be a, a really great 3 and D guy. And if he can give us a little bit of slashing, a little bit something more, I mean, I'd be happy. But I think Jaden knows his role. He also, I think, is very capable of exceeding it. Um, and so I agree that's, that's another guy that's really going to take a step up. Yeah. Like you said, this all, you know, the success of our team doesn't only rely on Ant and Cat, but the guys around them as well. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't want to relate everything back to the Warriors, but the Warriors know how to put together a, a good team. And we, we need, we need Jaden to be kind of that Iggy, you know, role, just mesh well, play the yeah. defense, shoot that occasional three, but just bring the team together and you know play that that style of uh, basketball um, that we need to play. So yeah, he doesn't need he doesn't need to be anything special. He just needs to be, you know, he just needs to fit in. That's it. Yeah, know your role. I mean, that's me big on this team, especially when you got basically four all stars. If you want to put Anthony Edwards in that conversation as well, so you're gonna have to find those role players to kind of fit around those guys not only make their job easier but also to help them out when they aren't having you know the best game so um i just want to know what your guys' thoughts on um do we keep d'angelo russell are we are we sure we want to lock in i mean we kind of have to now we kind of have to now i mean i mean i want to i don't know if i want to at the price that he's at i mean remember ants probably ant deserves the supermax whenever his contract's up right and I think the way the salary cap works, he can only have three Supermax players. We just signed Cat to another Supermax or whatever. Rudy's already on one. The odd man out has to be D'Lo at that point in terms of the max contract. But, I mean, I'm hoping that he can stay. He's been a really good point guard in the past. 
he, he kind of fumbled the bag a little bit, you know, game six of the playoffs, and that's kind of left the sour taste in all of our fans' mouths. But um, he, oh, at the end of the day, he's a really good point guard and probably one of the best point guards in T-Wolf history. I got to be completely honest. Maybe I'm biased there. So I think if we can bring him back at a little bit cheaper of a rate, I'd be happy with it. Uh, but otherwise, I mean, where are we going to get anyone better? You know, I was thinking offseason, you know, a nice DeJounte Murray or Malcolm Brogdon would be a nice addition instead of D'Lo. Both those guys have been traded to other teams, so they're off the market. Kind of at this point, if we if we give up D'Lo, who's going to fill that role? Um, and I think that's definitely a question that uh, Chris Finch and Tim Connolly have to answer if they decide to move on from D'Lo. Uh, but ultimately, I think they're going to ride the season out, at least till the trade deadline. Hopefully, he's playing pretty well, and uh, we can resign him at a lower price. Right. Yeah, I mean... I think the main thing we didn't want to get um, those two free agents was, you know, if we do sign those players to, you know, four or five year deals and they're expensive, how are we going to be able to re-sign Anthony Edwards, especially after that Rudy Gobert trade? So, I mean, just looking at it, has got, I think he's got two years left on his deal. Ant's got two years left on his rookie deal. So I think it matches up perfectly um, for when we want to kind of get rid of, I shouldn't say get rid of, but, uh, when it's time to get Anthony Edwards his max contract, that we can do it. So that's that's what I'm thinking of is, you know, you keep D'Angelo Russell. He's a solid point guard. You know, not really what you need from the defensive end, but can shoot the ball, good handles. Um, I think he's like, I think I was looking at top 50 ball handlers in the NBA right now. So, um, you know, I, th- I think he's a very good point guard. It's just, there's not a lot of fans out there that really want to have him as their starting point guard. But when you have players like Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, you know, Rudy Gobert, I mean, it makes it so much easier for him to just do his thing. You know, that's, that's what he does. He's a Brooklyn guard. Um, they're known for their handles and he can definitely shoot the ball as well. Yeah. I mean, if cats really, you know, that good of a friend with D'Lo, Cat will probably throw him a couple bags to stay in Minnesota for a lower price. I mean, come on. Yeah, Yeah, and you know, you never know. Maybe with our new ownership coming in, I think what next year with uh, A Rod, maybe the group will want to, you know, go into the luxury tax a little bit. Maybe kind of do the opposite of what OKC did ten years ago and kind of just try and keep this nucleus together. Really, like after this offseason, I don't know how much you can really improve. Otherwise, I think we got a great core, and we just got to see the results on the court. Um, so you never know. Maybe they'll open up the checkbooks and say, you know, with D-Lo, we'll go into luxury tax for you if you can kind of just play your role and play it well. Yeah, and it's going to depend on how this team does in the regular season and playoffs because, you know, ownership and the history of, of the Timberwolves organization since 1989, you know, hasn't done that um, for this team. So um, it's going to come down to their their play on the court. And then, um, like you said, if they if they do want to bring in some extra talent as well, you can side some, you know, mid-level exceptions, um, something like that. But uh, they really don't have a lot of cap space to be able to, you know, toy with this lineup. And then um, it's also, you know, are you going to get better players for D'Angelo Russell? Are you going to get better players for um, anybody else on the team? I guess you could maybe Kyle Anderson if he after this year and maybe get somebody better at that position or, um, you know, a better six-man um, off the bench. But um, I think we're just asking too much of this team right now. I think uh, this is a solid roster that we have going on right now, and um, it's going to be really fun to see how they uh, come together as a team. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd agree. I think for sure one of the most improved teams in this offseason, um, and that's saying something after how good we were in the regular regular season in the playoffs last year. So, 
No, yeah, it's it's only up for um for Minnesota right now. I mean, th- this is we're all in right now. I mean, this is our core for the next three to four years, and if it probably works, four. yeah, probably four. Um, but yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Um, but I do see Minnesota being the, one of the top teams definitely in the next couple of years. Um, hopefully, we can get a, a conference finals berth or something like that. That would be that would be pretty great. Yeah, we gotta dream bigger, man. With the this finals are bust at some point, man. Exactly, exactly. Finals are bust at some point. They're paying too much money. Who we, who do you think we're gonna play in the finals then? If we do make it there. I mean, if we make it this year, yeah. I mean, it'll probably be the Celtics, probably maybe the Bucks, and, and I mean, in the East, it's probably one of those two teams at the top. I'm not really big on the whole Sixers hype. I mean, like, you know, James Harden plays well. Joan B plays well. You got Tyrese Maxey. But I think it's really, you know, Boston and Milwaukee have to their own, and then kind of everyone else is a little bit after that. It would be fun to see, though, Cat and Embiid kind of go at it, though, in the finals. <laughs> it would. It would. It really would. You're not, you're not wrong. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, where do you guys think this team, you know, ranks – not only, I mean, we can go through this division real quick, but um, just with Denver, Minnesota, um, OKC, Portland, and then Utah, where, where do you guys see this team ranking out of those five teams? I mean, you know, Drake once said, you know, top two, but not two. I think we're probably number two in this division behind Denver. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Denver's got a solid team. They got Jokic. They got Jamal Murray coming back. They got Michael Porter. And they play together. So, you know, they're a good team. They're a young team. And they have chemistry. So, I'll give them the edge that they're probably the better team in this division. Although, we probably have more talent. Um, but, yeah, Utah, definitely in the dumps. They're trained out of it at some point. They, I mean, they're, they're in a full rebuild. I like what OKC is doing with all the young talent they have. But definitely not up to our caliber right now. And Portland, you know, Dame's coming back. Dame Dalla. You can't count him out. Jeremy Grant. But it, it's really just him. Jeremy Grant is nice, but is Jeremy Grant, you know, Ant, Cat, Dilo, or Rudy Gobert? Absolutely not. So let's get that out of the question. Like I said, top two, probably number two, unfortunately, but um, we're definitely number at least number two in this division. I'd say you have a val- very valid point, but I think I just think that Minnesota has a better all-around team than Denver. But obviously, Denver Denver has the better player by far. Like, there's no question about that. Yeah, at this point. I mean, Nicole Jokic is the MVP for a reason. Um, But, I mean, if you guys listened to my last podcast episode with the Denver Nuggets, I mean, I talked about how I still think they're the best team in this division, and they can really give, you know, teams like Phoenix and Golden State and possibly the Clippers as well, you know, a good run for their money uh, this next year, especially with Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. coming back. I know. There's been a lot of hype behind those two players just finally getting them back. You know, we thought we'd see them last year in the playoffs, but um, I think it, they made the smart decision of, you know, holding them out and making sure they're fully healthy. Yeah. Um, I still think they're the best team, though, in this division. You know, having Jokic, MVP, back-to-back MVPs, uh, Jamal Murray, just what he did to that Utah Jazz team in the playoffs, um, Ooh, fighting with Donovan yeah, Mitchell. Series, man. Oh, like some of the nastiest yeah. dunks I've ever seen out of a point guard came from him. Gives me regrets that we took Chris Dunn instead of him to this day. <laughs> we, we've taken so many mistakes when, when it comes to draft picks, though. I mean, we could mention Steph Curry. Yeah. We, I mean, there's too many names. 
I don't need, we don't need to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, we don't need to rehash yeah. all that. <laughs> Only positive but, things. I mean, Adam, to your point. Yeah, Adam, to your point. I think we are the most talented team in this division. Um, and I would not be surprised if we were the best team in this division, you know, when all is said and done at the end of the season. But, yeah, kind of like Alex was saying, you got back-to-back MVP. You got, you know, killer Jamal Murray. And you got Michael Porter Jr., who was the number one recruit in high school at a certain point in time. Got all the talent in the world. Got to give him the benefit of the doubt. No, yeah, but we're coming. Yeah, it, it's it's just crazy that to think that Jokic brought that team like that far in the playoffs. Just just him, just him. Just and him. then and then you have Aaron Gordon, Will Barton. No, Monty no, Morris. no, no, no. I mean, good rotation. I mean, I mean, they're nice. Good rotation, yeah. Solid players. But like, yeah, no, Jokic is another beast. But I say, in like, I don't know about this year, but definitely in like. Two years, we're the best team in the division, no question. If we're not, then we 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 failed. We failed. Okay, division. What about the conference? You think they can be a top team in the Western Conference? Because I think oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah. I think right now, I think you still got Golden State cool. up there. I'd probably put Clippers maybe number one at, at with the additions they've made. No, but that's that's the thing. The the West is getting old. The West, yeah. I mean, they're old, but they're still talented. Like, we just saw LeBron in season 19 put up 30 points a game, bro. The league is, like, it, it's different these days, man. I don't know what they're doing in the water, what these men are eating right. and drinking, but age is nothing but a number anymore, man. You got Kawhi. You got Paul George. You got John Wall coming back. Man was averaging 21 points a game in Houston. Didn't even know that. I'm scared. I think the Clippers are going to be, gonna be tough in the Western Conference. Yeah. Just the amount. Even, I mean, if you look at their bench, too, like you could put their bench in a starting five and they'd still be better than some teams. Because they got Norman Powell. They got Covington, too, from Reggie Portland, Jackson, right? Marcus right Morris, Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum. Hartenstein went to the Knicks. You got, you, oh, that's right. That's, that's right. And, but, yeah, like you mentioned, I think definitely the Clippers are better than us. Definitely the Warriors are better than us. I think Phoenix, I mean, they definitely are better than us for now as well. Um, and then we kind of mentioned, I think the consensus here is that we're, we're either pretty close or Denver slightly has an edge. So I think we're definitely not in that top four. We don't have home court advantage in the playoffs. But you know what? I think we're a better team than Memphis, truthfully. Wow. If we were That's the number five seed, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, hey. I think we're a better team. I think in the... Oh, go ahead, Adam. Oh, no, I mean, like. We should have we should have beat Memphis this past year in the playoffs easily. Like if it wasn't for some bonehead coaching decisions and just not rebounding the ball, we're in the second round easy. Yeah, I mean I was really impressed easy. with how we played against Ja Moran. Like we were shutting him down pretty much. He was averaging like what twenty one points per game, which is nothing compared to yeah. what I think. It, no, very poor shooting about that. Man. Yeah, he he was he was all free throw line so. Yeah. I, Again, I think we're a better team than Memphis. Yeah. No. I, I mean, going if you look on paper going into the season, yeah, it definitely looks like we're better on paper. Uh, I still kind of want to see how this team gels together and how they how they work together because, um, you know, the season hasn't even, hasn't even started, so I can't I can't just say yeah we're better mm-hmm. than them when they just beat us. So, yeah, we should have hey, won hey, it. Man, like but I mean. Right now, I'd probably have them sitting like around, you know, probably the fifth or sixth seat in the West at this point. You you think uh, Memphis or Dallas is the better team in that division? Dallas, Dallas by far, especially with their acquisitions that they made this year, hundred percent. 
I think Luca takes another step, and then Christian Wood. Um, they get Tim Hardaway Jr. back as well, so uh, I think Dallas Dallas is probably better just because they've proven it in the playoffs against you know the Clippers and uh, some mm-hmm. other teams. They've won playoff series before, so sure. Memphis. And, and kudos to oh, yeah. no, go ahead. Kudos to Jason. Yeah, kudos to Jason Kidd as a coach, honestly, for getting them as far as they did. I mean, I, I definitely Luca. I mean, carried that team, but you saw what he did with Rick Carlisle the years before. So I, I think there has to be something to be said about Jason Kidd's coaching style and, and how somehow it's working. Controversy past and all, but um, yeah, I mean, I, you think Dallas is probably better than us? Then I, I think probably. I don't. Know. I mean, I think in the playoffs time. Hey. hey we- Playoffs, it comes down yeah. to best player on the court, right? I think Luca's still the best player on that on that court. Yeah. So, um, as much as I'd love to say, yeah, Ant is Ant and the Timberwolves. I just at this point, I can't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know it's tough. And so right now, we're looking at we've said essentially six teams that are better than us in the West, which that's just tough to say because I think in the Eastern Conference we're a top four seed, easy. Uh, but in that, the West is deep, man. We haven't even mentioned the Lakers yet, which, I mean, with LeBron and AD and even Russell Westbrook, as much as that team didn't really gel last year, the talent's all there. Phoenix, too. Uh, you got yeah, you got New Orleans, too, and Zion oh, yeah. resigning. That's going to be a tough out, too. So right now we're looking at 7-8 seed, which is crazy to think about uh, just considering how good of a team we think the Wolves are, but just compared to just how good the West is and how deep it is. Yeah, we, we definitely can get a little biased over here being in Minnesota here. <laughs> but, but yeah, I know it's crazy. The the West, I, I feel like it's just always going to be a powerhouse because, like, there's, I mean, there's very few teams in the West where you're like, mm, they're like, they're just, they're trash. Like, but you go in the, in the East, yeah, they're getting a lot better from past years. But you, there's definitely just like five teams in the East that they're like, no. Like if even if you made the playoffs, you're not going anywhere, you know. Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, I'm really just waiting. No, good. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, in the West, you know, we still don't know what's gonna happen with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving too. Like, are they gonna end up staying in the Eastern Conference, or are they gonna go to another Western Conference team, make it that much tougher? So, I mean, there's so many ups and downs that can still happen throughout this season or off season in general. So uh, I'm still waiting for those dominoes to fall. I still think both of those probably, both those players probably still stay on the Nets team just because, I mean, who's going to be able to bring up that much equity to be able to get a player like Kevin Durant back on their team without giving away a star player. If it took four first round picks for us to get Rudy Gobert, I think Richard Jefferson said it's going to take the country of France to get Kevin Durant. (laughs) Yeah. I I just don't know what a trade what a trade for Kevin Durant looks like. Like we really just gave up four picks for Rudy. Like you got to give up at least six or seven plus a star for Kevin, right? Any team in the right mind. I mean, how could you like do that? I don't know. And what is like Kevin Durant just not going to play? No, he's going to play. He's not going to sit out for four years. He's going to play. Yeah. He's going to play. Yeah. Yeah. You might retire. You never know. (laughs) Pull pull like a (laughs) grok of the NBA, just retire and then go on to a different team. (laughs) I don't think the NBA will let him do that. He could do what his teammate Ben Simmons did. <laughs> yeah. He could do what Ben Simmons did last year. Just ask him, you know, kind of, Ben, how'd you do it, man? Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, but I think overall this Timberwolves team has a lot of, you know, things to, you know, be proud of just with 
the playoff push that you know they had last year you know i went to one of the playoff games i think it was um i want to say it was game four that we won or maybe game three i think it was, no, it was game yep, I, th- I was also there at that yeah game. i was at that game with uh we won game four yeah yeah we won that game but uh it was kind of scary down the stretch because you know we were still i think that was one of the games where we didn't have a big lead where we kind of had to come back uh in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. um but I think there's a lot of promise just yeah. in this team. Uh, and then, I, you know, we talked about the additions. You know, I think with the additions, minus Pat Bev, it would have been so nice to keep Pat Bev on this team. I think just um, – this. I mean, sky's the limit for this team. No, yeah. I, I hope they can uh, hope they can bring Minnesota their first championship. No, yeah. I got, I got, a, I got a question for you guys. Uh-huh. So, all time so we're talking about since since minnesota first started being an organization where do you rank this team like this current team all time like i know we have had some some good teams like like the kevin kevin garnett team that made it to the conference finals but you compare that team to this team like i feel i feel like this is the best team we've ever assembled talent wise i'd say but I mean that yeah. on paper, yeah. But like, but where do you rank them? Have we accomplished anything yet? You know, that's the tricky. Thing. Uh, in terms of talent, talent, they got to be up there. Um, do I really believe that they'll get to the conference finals this year after we just went through all the list of teams better than them? It's it's, it's a little iffy to say, um, but it's not impossible, man. I would say probably at least uh, third or fourth all time. I'll say you know like two thousand three, two thousand four KG teams. Uh, you know, maybe honestly, that 2017 team with Jimmy Butler was a pretty good team before he went down with injuries. I think we were like the three seed in the conference before down the stretch. So, I would say we're probably maybe a notch above there. Um, but but yeah, I gotta gotta pay homage to KG. Gotta give respect, man. Uh, we haven't done anything since that man left, so I, I can't sit here and yeah. put this team above there yet, unless you know they they perform better. No, I mean there's there is potential that this could be our best squad in the history of the Timberwolves organization. It's just, yeah. it's going to take us some time to actually figure out if it actually is. Cause we're talking about an all time great team in Timberwolves history that brought us to the conference finals and KG Spreewell, Wally Zerbiak. I mean, Sam Cassell. I mean, that team was, I mean, I still got posters in my room just of, of that squad. I mean, they were, they were legendary at that time. So I just, I can't put them above um, that team at this point, but, you know, maybe one day, you know, they can be, but it's gonna have to take at least to the conference finals, uh, if not the yeah. finals. So, so you're saying if they made to the semifinals? No, no, nope, doesn't count. Nope, this team is not No, no, I agree. Even game there. seven, game seven conference se- or semi semifinals? Nope, I don't no, want to be. Right. You know, actually, maybe I don't want to be a Clippers. It depends. But I mean, then again, it depends. Depends, you know, if, if it's kind of like, you know, for whatever reason, you know, the other team just played better and we played amazing still down the stretch. You know, if we're taking the Clippers to seven. Possibly. I mean, that's just luck of the draw at the point that we have to be playing the Clippers, you know. Um, if we're taking, you know, even the Warriors to seven. I mean, like, if if someone wanted to do it, wouldn't fault them. Don't know if I would be that person who would, you know, put this team above their KG team. But, you know, taking them to seven in the semifinals, all right. I got you some slack. You can say they're better. I mean, yeah, and, and they, it's the NBA, accomplishments, though. Like, it's not—we're not making it to the conference finals. That's 
It's all about you. Nobody's gonna look back and be like, "Oh, that team was second best." No, they're gonna look at who, which, which of the teams made it the farthest, and that's gonna be our best, best roster. That's how I look at. It. Yeah, no, that, that that's that's why I'm I'm kind of worried about our like our coach, because it all comes down to coaching at the end of the day. Like, I don't know about this coach. Like, yeah, he's he's all right. He's all right. Like he can. I like Chris Finch. He can make some really questionable. I like Finch, man. I like him. Hey, hey, man. All all it took for me to like Finch was to see the the game design at the end of what was it, game five or whatever, with Ant hitting that buzzer beating three in the in the corner. I mean, it's just unfortunate that we give up the the layup at the other end, but that's a great play call. Right. And it's what essentially like first year, second year, he's making that kind of play call in the playoffs. I think there's going to be some mistakes. Um, but compared to what we've had in the past with Saunders, you know, I love Saunders, but the man couldn't really coach Tibbs. He was too young, too. Also not really great. Yeah. So, yeah, Saunders', Saunders time is coming. I think he was a little just too young. Um, I liked him, but I just think, you know, we weren't doing him any favors. But I, I like Finch. I think we give him a couple more years. I think he's going to be a great offensive-minded coach. Um, he puts the place out of these young players. And I think they, they like him, too, which I think is just half the battle. You have a guy that you want to play for, and I think Finch is that guy. No, yeah, I mean, I hope so. I hope so. I mean, we haven't had a good coach in Minnesota, and I don't know. Could you call Tom Thibodeau a good? Flip I mean, Saunders. Flip Saunders was a good coach. I, I mean, we didn't really do anything, really. Like KG. I mean, what are you talking about? The first time? The first KG? First yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I can't forget. I can't forget. Hey, we just got to talk about this. Put some respect on my man, Flip Saunders. Rest in peace, Flip. Right. But man, that's, that's definitely the best coach in our franchise history by far. Yeah. Um, so. No, and then like. But I, I think Finch has potential. Yeah, and then um, yeah. no, I like Chris Finch as a coach. I think he, you know, some of the timeouts and and plays down the stretch in the playoffs, maybe yeah. He, you can learn from that, though. You know, they didn't work out the first time. You can learn from that. Bring it back second year and, and improve on that. But I really like what he did with this. You know, coming into the season, like, I had no hopes of us even making the playoffs. So the yeah. fact that we actually got to, what, seventh seed was a huge accomplishment. And then just, like, seeing, like, our fans, just especially the energy that they brought every single night when, you know, we, we brought energy for people like Pat Beverly, who – you know, was a role player on our team. And then D'Lo, <laughs> who um, a lot of people were, yeah. you know, kind of iffy about. And we still gave him love, and we still will. Uh, I, I want to get your guys' take on um, bringing in the new GM and president, Tim Conley. Um, first big move, though, was bringing in Rudy Gobert. What do you guys think of Tim Conley as being – I mean, we paid him a lot, too, just to bring him in. So – it's definitely looking like our organization is trying to be a little bit more stable when it comes to uh, front office stuff. What do you guys think about uh, Tim Conley? I think it was fantastic. I mean, you see how he, he built the, the, the Nuggets. Like, he built that out of pretty much nothing. I mean, he's already off to an amazing, amazing job getting Rudy for us, getting some solid role players. So he's done more than most like in the past however many years we've had a team so i think he's off to an amazing start and i think it's it's the start of something good yeah and and i agree i think you know within the first month of him getting here he went ahead and just kind of said we're getting rudy we're going bigger we're going home and i like that um kind of like what adam was saying he he really did build denver 
from the ground up. You, you mentioned his drafting, right? We're giving up all these first round picks. The best player on that Denver team is the guy he got in the second round. And so he, the way he's able to build that team through trade, trade through free agency while living in a somewhat small market in Denver, not the biggest market. I mean, Carmelo wanted to leave Denver, so probably not a big market team. Um, so I think a lot of those same principles, he's definitely starting to carry over there. And we definitely saw that right away with Rudy Gobert. And you also got to take into account the guys were able to sign for agency. Kind of like we've mentioned in the past, Minnesota's never really been a free agent destination. I'd have to imagine guys like Kyle Anderson and Austin Rivers, you and Brent Forbes had their options on where they wanted to play. Um, and so they probably saw the team, they probably saw the ownership in the front office and said, this is the team I want to play for. You know, in my time as a Wolves fan, the only other offseason I can remember free agents coming to Minnesota was that first year when we got Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau. Um, and so I think, I think Tim Conley is definitely going to be a guy that's going to create some stability in the front office. Um, and also, you know, find those, those gems later on in the draft now that we don't have those first-round picks. I have a lot of faith in him, and I think he can get the job done. Yeah, hopefully, you know, bringing in him, you know, for how much we paid him, I mean, he should be able to, you know, find us some key pieces. I mean, I mean, he was the GM for Denver, so that's probably why we ended up getting Brent Forbes and Austin Rivers because they both played for Denver last year. So um, you can probably credit to him for bringing in those players. So um, those were two big steps. And then Kyle Anderson um, was also a big pickup. Um, I thought draft went pretty well with – I mean, we're not going to have – I think we'll have the 2020 – I want to say 2024 and 2027 – is going to be or something like that where it's going to be our only first round picks cuz uh with the Rudy Gobert trade cuz um so we're going to I think I think they have like the even years yeah, yeah yeah so we'll have to we'll have to find some either late second round picks or you know we're going to have to build through the free agency which with how our team is going I think we want to get more veteran players to kind of build around the young talent we have just so it's not just all young talent because I mean, we saw how that kind of worked out in playoffs this past year. Yeah. But um, before we just conclude this podcast, guys, um, let's just go real through real quick. And uh, what are you guys um, most hopeful for, for this Timberwolves season this next year? Well, uh, I can tell you this. I'm, I'm definitely hoping for at least go to the semifinals. At least conference. I mean, that would be that would be great. I mean, that's, I mean, if we're looking at taking steps forward, like that's our next next step. Like we've made it to the, the first round, should have won. So I mean, what I'm expecting as a Timberwolves fan is I want to see them in the semifinals. Like I I know that they're probably not gonna win if they make it, but just seeing them there is just like you know, you, you see improvement. That's what you want to see in your team. So that that's what I'm hopeful for. Manny? Yeah, and, and I agree completely. Kind of just taking that next step forward. We made the, the first round. We played a really good first round series. I mean, I won't say really good, but we should have won. Um, so definitely making that semifinals is, is the next big step. And I think that's something that we're capable of doing. I think it's uh, not guaranteed for sure. And so I hope this team is working in the offseason and they realize that it took a lot for them to get from where they were last year to get to, get to the playoffs. Let's hope they put that same foot forward and try to make the next next step. But individual-wise, hoping Ant, you know, first-time All-Star, I'm hoping that he steps on the scene and he gets the respect he deserves in the NBA. Um, he's starting to, but I, I hope that uh, the kind of the whole league kind of realizes that you know we made the right choice in getting Ant instead of you know getting Lamelo Ball. I think 
think a lot of people like to think that we should have drafted Lamelo. I don't know why. I think I think we got a gem in hand. Yeah, I think the Lamelo thing was more hype just behind or behind that player. So like, um, I think we made the right choice. Clearly, we made the right choice uh, for our organization as it is. But uh, I know the first thing for me is um, I'm going to at least you know ten to twenty Wolves games this next year. Just I mean, I don't, I don't care oh, yeah. what the dollar amount is. I'm going to those games just to be able to witness this team. And then second of all, you know, I got to get myself a Rudy Gobert jersey. I got to represent the big guy. Rudy Gobert, the Frenchman. Hey, I like it. Yeah, I like but it. I mean, other than that, you know, definitely getting NBA League Pass as well because I'm not, I'm not missing a single game of, the, of this uh, regular season coming up just so that I can make sure that, you know, I stay on top of not only this team but – also how the league looks as well, because I want to see how we do match up against some of these top teams in the West and Phoenix, Clippers. Uh, I guess you could put in Lakers as well, but Golden State, Memphis, Dallas, um, those teams. So I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing Ant Edwards kind of take that next step. Hopefully can he, he can maybe become an all-star this year. That'd be nice. I mean, first team, second team, third team. I don't really want to put that pressure on him, but all-star at least would be yeah. nice. Um, and then Cat, you know, Cat's, I think Cat's just where he, where he should be. I think he's going to be exactly what he was these past two years. Um, and then Rudy Gobert, you know, I want to see him just be that rim, rim presence down low and uh, catch lobs from D'Lo. So that's kind of what I'm looking forward to this uh, this next year. Now, one, another thing that I'm looking forward to, I don't know if you're joining us this year for uh, – um fantasy for basketball manny oh, but yeah. i'm hey, i'm in the exactly league. exactly exactly so i don't know about you guys but i i'm looking at anthony edwards being a top pick for me <laughs> hey if you have the first overall pick and you want to take ant you go ahead yeah, and okay. let's, let's be honest i love ant if i have the number one pick i'm picking Giannis. but say if i got the number 10 pick don't be surprised if Ed, if anthony edwards is being picked there yeah, ten's not ten's not too. It probably won't be me. <laughs> probably won't be me, but I won't be surprised. I, I think Ant's more of a. I'm looking at Ant, you know, third, with my second, yeah, second round, right? But if you want to take him with your first round pick, Adam, by all means, for it. I support it. I just might. I love it. I love it. So yeah, big thanks to uh, Manny for joining the podcast. Really appreciate it, man. Uh, make sure to follow him on his uh, Instagram page. Uh, what's your Instagram? Uh, we can put it actually in the bio if you want. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, EO underscore M-A-T-T-I. Um, yeah, feel free to give me a follow. Yeah. But yeah, Alex, Adam, thank you for having me on here. Love talking basketball, Wolves basketball, especially as always. Uh, so it's, it's been fun. Yeah, big shout out to Adam too for joining the podcast once again as well. But uh, make sure sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Shots Side. Make sure to uh, like and follow, as well as send us some talking points at our Gmail account at shotsaside at gmail dot com. Uh, but until next time, guys, peace, peace, peace.